Uh, it took me like 10 minutes yeah. to find do not disturb because like I'm such an old hag and it's not often that I have to worry about like so many people calling me that I need to disable my notifications. I, I, I never do it. I'm <laughs> desperate to be disturbed at all times and not be left with alone <laughs> with my thoughts at all. Is that your Tinder bio? By yeah. all means, disturb me. Don't leave me alone with my thoughts. You can be ugly as shit. It beats being alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess we really did no prep for this one. Let's do it. It's Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio. I'm joined today by Molly Heckerling. Molly Schmeckerling. Thank uh, yeah. you. We were, we were also supposed to have Eva, a, a glorious three-way cast but she has a giant pimple slash boil in her ear that is... it was a gummy bear <laughs> gummy baron it uh yeah that's not a joke she has some phantom giant thing that they couldn't lance out because it was like too deep in the ear canal oh is this like a real thing i thought this had like my elbow feel funny like my elbow you know, feels strange where it's just like i don't feel like listening to these jackals today i have a pimple in my ear i can't do it no she legit has some giant swelling in her ear canal or something oh my god so like okay so this is a thing you guys have talked about she's been to a doctor they tried to lance it with a hat pin it's still I... there <laughs> Yeah, crocheting needle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I mean, aside, because the entire show is just random asides. I remember when I was a kid, my neighbor st- was just walking up her stairs, hit a crocheting needle that someone else had left there, and it somehow, like, righted itself. Oh. And, like, like you're hammering Christ to the cross, but even worse... <laughs> went up like the entire length of her fucking leg <gasps> like the entire crochet needle which i don't really remember the look of those but they're just like giant nails in essence right yeah yeah okay so somehow this writes itself goes up the entire the entire fucking length goes up oh, the God. side of her leg i mean so at that point is it just like oh if we take it out you're gonna bleed out (laughs) you know it's at a it's at a right angle anyway just like you know it's a part of you now she actually did the the john rambo thing where she pulled it out and emptied a bullet casing into the wound and lit it on fire to cauterize it no i just remember she was on like crutches for like weeks and I was like, what, did you break your ankle or some shit? She's like, no, like an entire fucking crochet <laughs> up my leg. It's like, god fucking damn. I have to have a stent put in now. It's yeah, fun. I mean, that's one of those Fusili Jerry million to one shot kind of things, you know? But but circling back to Eva, yeah, she was all fired up. I think yesterday she hit me up and was like, oh man, I feel like an intense earache or something. And I'm like, earache? What are you, like fucking 18 months old? Like... <laughs> when was the last time you had an earache molly i mean this is really dumb because i'm the queen of hypochondria so like i haven't had an earache in a while but um not long ago i got some water in my ear or something like that and it started just like jason semen go on (laughs) some viscous material got into my ear somehow one in a million shot um (laughs) 
but um yeah and like at random points I started hearing this weird crinkling in my ear and I had no idea what the fuck it was and I thought it was like a bug crawled into my head I was a million percent convinced there's a bug in my ear I went to the city MD they looked at my ear there was like there's literally nothing there um so that's like the most recent close call i've had with an earache i like mean a even... tin foil crinkle <laughs> like a like a utz bag what are we talking about? yeah like really startling sharp sounding crinkling just like really? at weird random intermittent times with no rhyme or reason and you don't feel anything really it was just weird um but Eva actually has, like, an 18-month-old. So, like, she could have whatever the fuck it has. Like, ear infection, ear wigs, whatever the fuck. Kids I mean, give you all sorts of shit. I've I've told this story on air, I think, several times. But my dad used to, like, smoke in the house. School, I think, was just, like, we couldn't be in the room at the time for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, I used to have, like, 20-plus absences a year. Like, oh, wow. I was... But, I mean... In one way, it's a good thing because I think unlike a lot of dudes, it made me very okay with doctors <laughs> because like I was just in crippling pain every three weeks due to my latest bronchial infection or earache. And right. then I would go to the pediatrician and he would be like, here is your moxicillin, which back <laughs> then was like, do you remember this? It was like a bottle of pink shit that tasted exactly like bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it, Pepto Bismol. <laughs> yeah, and you would uh, get it administered with like that little dropper that pretty much looks like a phallus coming in your mouth. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, yeah. But yeah, I would go to the doctor's office, and then there was a toy store back when those existed called Toy Corner. Aww. like right around the block from my old pediatrician. So pretty much, I was like, "Wait a second, you're saying the pain can go away, and I get a new Lego set, and I get to drink <laughs> magic bubblegum fluid for a week via via a plastic penis? Let's do this." I love that. Like, you became so quickly enamored with the idea of being sick because of all the pampering that you would get oh, afterwards. Oh my it's god! Just like. You know, this was your dad's version of a boy named Sue, just getting you chronically ill so that, like, it built your character and also just made you super cool with doctors and chemicals. And I mean, if if he wanted to do the boy named Sue thing, he needed to take my mom out of the equation because <laughs> <laughs> she was training me to be a gal named Sissy. <laughs> like, I would get a hangnail and be like, Mumsy, shall we get to the pediatrician? <laughs> Need another Lego kit. <laughs> Yeah, she was one part of the song that got left out. <laughs> Johnny Cash was like, I don't know, the verse about the mom's a little soft. I'm taking it out. Song's already six minutes long. We gotta <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the hidden cost of fucking smoking. <laughs> Buying Legos for your kids. <laughs> yes, if you wanna, you know, save money, be economical, you know, don't chain smoke in front of your kids. You won't have to buy them as many toys. Yeah. Uh and she eventually I think I, you know, that's how old I am that I don't think it was like readily, readily apparent what was causing that. And so eventually she was just like, dude, just smoke the fuck outside. Do not smoke in the house. And I like to say, I remember. Yeah, he was like, (laughs) don't need this. Uh, Yeah, I, if I recall, in second grade, I had 27 absences, and in third grade, I had three. 
Oh my god. <laughs> like, like at a certain point I was like, God, this feels like I'm doing an extra month and a half of school, you know? Like this <laughs> fucking sucks. It's like, <laughs> it's... Take me back to the amoxicillin dick and the Yeah. <laughs> I felt like uh if they do the math on like especially like a playoff caliber NBA star who just went deep into the postseason for like 10 years, like Kobe or some shit. <laughs> and they do the math and it's like, it's like he played an extra four seasons or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt doing an actual school year. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get me sick again. This sucks ass. Oh man. Yeah. It's like so weird to think about the fact that like back in the day, every kid was basically like a two pack a day smoker by proxy. Um, oh god and, yeah. you know just riding around in cars with like leaded gas and you know and and everyone's still alive like it's an insane oh because kids have like wolverine healing ability <laughs> like you remember being a kid and falling off your bike and like you could see like your knee joint <laughs> and like 12 hours later after you consumed like six gogurts like you would just healed <laughs> Right. Or you're like outside getting hypothermia, like, you know, it's some ball game and you're just like ready to go all the extra innings because you don't even feel the cold. Stop faking like you ever played any ball. <laughs> I went to a game once. <laughs> I ate a hot dog and then wanted to go home. <laughs> you're like, I know sports. That's the one with the ticket to get in, right? <laughs> What's the one with the stick and the hoop? <laughs> That's barrel making. That's being a hooper. But yeah, I mean, you know, no, but I even mean like the boomers because it's like when my mom reminisces about all the shit that she was exposed to as a kid, like basically just like spraying your entire bed down with pesticides. Oh, yeah. It, it's um, absolutely insane. Oh, wait, is it Beryl Cooper, not Hooper. Sorry, I had to bring the show to grinding halt for that. You motherfucker. <laughs> it's not hanging with Mr. Hooper. You knew that all the bloggers were just waiting for you to slip up. Oh, they love to take me and propane down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, you know, in, in I was excited to talk to Eva, though, because I haven't talked to her in a minute, and you and me are already sick of each other. I wanted to get oh, all yeah. the good baby material, because, you know, nothing really beats that, like, postpartum captivity. I gen like, I think he's six months old, but it could be 18 months. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. what, he certainly can't walk and talk, so I don't think he's, like, 18 months. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's under a year <laughs> since she had him okay I'm, I'm like speaking bit. from experience i'm just like don't we carry the postpartum thing until they turn 18 years old and then <laughs> just go into yeah. menopause <laughs> yeah i just see you screaming at like a 25 year old harper you yeah. I'm still postpartuming okay Get where have i pushed that the belt? <laughs> oh god Oh, well, it's a shame that she's going to miss out on all this gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely go into all the stories of the lancings that I've had through my years because I've shaved my groin for various sexual encounters. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm still traumatized from the Lotrimin story that you told me. Oh. Something about, like, shedding, like, a snake or something like that. I don't need to, you know, I don't oh, yeah. need to rehash it because I'll have nightmares or I'll vomit on air, but... um. Yeah, I won't Thank get you. into that one, but I will say that, like, multiple times I used my clippers. I think an, <laughs> an Oster, if you want, like, 
this is a product I would gleefully sponsor <laughs> on the show. It's I'm like gonna, a pet egg for your ass. I am going to <laughs> look right now and get the brand right because they oh deserve a fucking shout out. Inquiring uh, minds need to know. This is our base. Yeah, Andy. Our demographic. <laughs> Andis and A N D I S brand clipper. I thought those they made the uh, the mint chocolate treats that your grandmother yeah, it's yeah. The same guy <laughs> he just does clippers and chocolates yeah um i i got the that andis clipper on my 20th fucking birthday and i am 41 and i still use that thing you're like when i think of all the disgusting things i've removed from my body with this one pair of clippers oh if you wanted to draw a cyclical chart the number of times that has gone from my face to my pubes to my pits to my face to my pubes to my pits. <laughs> and all the while you're just going, why am I getting all this pink eye and lockjaw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, fucking lice view that thing is a transit system on my body. <laughs> just like... yeah. All the bacteria is just like, ah, oh, man, it's late again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be late to the mouth. Father, you, you <laughs> promised us the lands of the eyeball. I'm sick of his scrotum. Soon, yeah. soon. I want to see what he sees up there. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. That was uh, the plot of Metropolis, know. right? What? That was the plot of Metropolis, right? Yes. <laughs> and then between, we must meet the heart. The eyes and the scrotum must meet with the heart. <laughs> must meet with the heart. Uh, uh, yeah, I would. So I would like raw dog shave my hairy Greek tummy with that thing. Oh my God. And then because I was a fat lardzo, like I would then get my bristly brundlefly hair pressing into my flesh and it mm-hmm. would like curl back in on itself and i would get abscesses right like multiple times and i would have to go in and get lanced like oh the same God. way you know your pet gets an abscess and gets lanced like <laughs> they would just be like what did you do and i'd be like i'm shaving my body to be sexy and they're like have you ever considered just being hairy yeah like have you have you wanted to maybe lose 10 pounds and don't shave yourself like that would go a longer way mm. and uh yeah I, I remember one time specifically that i'm sure eva's thing would do this but like they you know do they iodine the area whatever it almost looks like surgical prep Mm-hmm. And they're they were getting ready for like this real deep dig <laughs> to get what was in there. And like the instant the exacto knife touched my oh, chest, no. I squirt like that stripper in the story you retweeted. <laughs> I was just about to say, did they have to put down the tarps and like warn the nurses in the wet zone? They they should have put on goggles like they were competing in double dare. You know right. what I mean? Because it was just like <laughs> like I swear to God, the fucking tip of literally an exacto touch me and i just was like like mortal Kombat style and they're like well i guess that's done (laughs) they just put it back and they're like yeah we're gonna squeeze this a bit and you're you're good to go right and you just lost 10 pounds (laughs) (laughs) yeah so now you are lovable oh for yeah for reference um i i shared a story about um a stripper who like you know on command squirted in the face of a cop to make a daring escape and said that it should be a new 
Marvel superhero named Squid Woman or something like that. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, like, I have enough trouble squirting by accident, but the idea of being able to do it on command is like, this woman should be in the services. Like, this is a, a oh, superhuman. It's, it's an incredible gift because, yes. honestly, yeah, I have never been with anyone who had really much control over it. Like, I could kind of set the stage to get them there sometimes, but it really was like, uh, the intermittent to stay in the Marvel verse, like the intermittent <laughs> nature of the Hulk's powers. Yeah. Where half of the movie, and I almost wonder if it's to save on CGI, is just Mark Ruffalo being like, come on, man, like I need to fucking <laughs> transform right now. I know, right? Most of Thor is just him in a lay. He's yeah, like, what exactly. happened? He's like, I promise <laughs> I'm not just fucking Mark Ruffalo, the actor. I'm the Hulk, okay? Like, just give me time. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry about climate change. <laughs> oh shit yeah i just i there was something so lame about that to me it always fucking bugged me oh man but yeah okay so then okay so it's the sad loss of eva but now i want to hear about uh you posted some very fun looking photos of you and mike Sachs at some greek festival and i was like so either you came to the New Yorkish area and cucked me, or Mike Sachs came to you and you went to some amazing Greek thing. So let's hear about it. I, Molly, I would never cuck you if you remember. <laughs> I I had a sex weekend planned a few weekends ago. Sex intimacy, whatever, with that <laughs> sexual up. intimacy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, with the woman that is still ghosted. And it does not feel great in my tummy. Um, it my... feels like being lanced in the boils. <laughs> it feels like squirting on a nurse's face. Um, no, Mike is, I guess, currently down here in Baltimore. Oh, okay. And hit me up. Uh, he's like, look, I'm here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How about Friday? You come down to this restaurant in Baltimore it is John Waters, the you know famed director, not just some janitor he knows named John Waters. <laughs> it is uh, John Waters' like favorite place in the city, like this little bar slash restaurant. Um, and I'm like, fuck yeah, because I I don't get to see Mike a ton. He lives in New York. Like it's kind of like our relationship, where we're online friends. Although I don't like chat a ton with Mike, and you and I text daily like freaks. <laughs> Um, you're not sending him all your king of the hill memes and yeah just literally it's me scrolling the king of the hill subreddit sending you the top cuts and then waiting for you to ha ha at four in the morning <laughs> you only send me the ones that are pertinent to whatever improv crush you're <laughs> yearning for uh yeah well speaking so michael uh actually michael does, michael my michael yeah uh, so Mike, actually, it's funny you mentioned improv crushes because uh, he was in town performing, I think, like on a he was doing a speaking tour. It was him and uh, Sed- David Sedaris. Oh, wow. Actually. And he's like, did you want free tickets? And it turns out not only was it like afterwards him and Sedaris hang out, but John Waters came out. So it was like that the three hot. of them. And I could have palled around with the three of them. And I said, no, Molly, because the redhead that I had the crush on had skipped the previous week of improv to take the LSAT. And I was like, don't want to miss two weeks with my gal pal. (laughs) And so instead, 
of hanging out with motherfucking Mike Sachs, John Waters, and David Sedaris in mm-hmm. Baltimore, I shared an awkward walk home with a woman who was not interested in me. <laughs> well, I think it's clear which head you do most of your thinking with. Yeah, God. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, and you're talking about, like, two people that are just, like, I mean, well, Mike Sachs included, so three people, but but uh, John Waters and, um, oh, fuck, what was the other one you just mentioned? I'm David uh, David Sedaris. It's like you're talking about comedic geniuses with the most unique drawl, you know, to their yeah. voices. It's like, you know, the modern-day Tennessee Williams-ish guys. Where it's like, <laughs> you could have been there with John Waters being like, oh, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> so you do improv. <laughs> Uh, you now need to do that character for the rest of the episode so that I can feel I was actually there that evening. Yeah. So I pretty much, I just missed out on time with, especially in the case of waters, like mm-hmm. a dude whose work I adore. Like I'm pretty goddamn familiar with this shit. Right. You should be so, like, I eat shit all the time. You yeah. I was like, look, <laughs> watch divine eat that dump. And it looked well, right. dare I say it divine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was actually, I was calling my friend Anne on the way in and explaining Pink Flamingos, because I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, there were a thing, I was like, this movie, I think it was like early 70s, late 60s, and I was like, there was shit in that, that to this day is not done for shock value. I was like, the era that movie was made, it would have been shocking enough just to have like a drag queen on camera, or like a gay person on camera, and I'm like... Uh, the drag queen then eats fresh dog feces, and at one point, a guy fans out his asshole and sings with it. If I recall, <laughs> I but, forgot about that part. Yeah, that might have been Ace Ventura. But, uh... <laughs> or, or you know, I mean, no art exists in a vacuum. I'm sure it was an influence on Jim Carrey somehow. <laughs> There's a through line. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I the my main takeaway was like I really just want to be a fat old lady sitting in a baby pen waiting for the egg man. You know, I love eggs. Fucking bitch had my grandma's arms to a T. These people are living the dream. (laughs) God. Oh my god. When's the last time anyone's gone through the trouble to send you a turd in the mail? I mean, come on. I mean, Wednesday, but who's keeping the score? <laughs> well, look at you, Misty. No need to rub it in. <laughs> I have a lot of people that want me smited, okay? Molly, try doing something, and then other people try to knock you down a peg or two, turd by turd, all right? <laughs> you can't make an omelet without breaking, <laughs> breaking some turds. turds. Uh, yeah, so in the back of my head, I'm like, well, look, I would go regardless, but maybe he's going to surprise me with John Waters. Mm-hmm. Like, or he doesn't want to promise John Waters, but he'll like... <laughs> maybe some something. other Baltimore icon. Yeah, you know, fuck it. Maybe Cal Ripken Jr. will be there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so I, uh, I I drive up and we we have like just an amazing dinner, an incredible meal. That uh, Mr. Sachs was nice enough to treat to because he, when he learned that to drive in traffic time uh, on a Friday afternoon to Baltimore took me two hours and 45 minutes, which Mm -hmm. is the distance I am from Philadelphia with no traffic. He's like, yeah, you're not paying any of the tab. I love the way you make it sound, but like you're a 40 year old woman recounting a Tinder date where it's just like he took me to a lovely meal. <laughs> it was a Mr. great Sachs, spot. He did know. not get fresh. He really listened. Yeah. You know, he was appreciative that I made the trip. 
His hand brushed my thigh a few times. I like that signal. <laughs> okay, so then, um, <laughs> no John Waters. He didn't want to meet. I love the idea that, like, you're like, maybe some awesome celebrity encounter, but the person just doesn't want to promise me anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's up in the air. <laughs> like, it's Make-A-Wish, where it's like, you might get The Rock, you might get uh, Rob Oh, Rock. rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're going to give you a meathead, but we can't really promise which one. Might be Triple H. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I figured, yeah, he might surprise me. And also, again, I was like, I'm, I'm just good with hanging with Mike, you know, so fuck it. Right. Yeah. Um, awesome. So uh, he had actually just finished interviewing Mike Judge and needed to work on that some more, apparently. Good. So, like, I dumped him off at his hotel and uh, I, I knew that there was like a three day Greek festival in Baltimore. And I was like, all right, like, fuck it. While I'm in the city, like, let's double on over there and oh so he didn't go with you he didn't i'm actually going to double down <laughs> on the the sack factor the sack fact <laughs> in my life and i see him tomorrow as well and we are doing the greek festival uh together tomorrow oh nice you're doubling down on both fronts i am more greek <laughs> more sack <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's always funny because Sax had, uh, his ex-wife was actually Greek. So he's, he's like kind of versed in our world, but also like your women are horrible. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to sleep with all of them. Yeah. He's like, they're fucking nut bars. I'm like, you'll get no fucking argument from me on that front, pal. Want to meet my mom? Like, um, do you think that like, you know, after being married to a Greek woman, he's sort of like Greek by proxy? Is it like the, you know, the mishpocha Jewish thing where it's like, ah, it's close enough. You're one of us now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, he, he knows how to say, like, you know, malaka and a couple other things. I'm like, cool, good. You, yeah. you probably speak more Greek than I do. Let's he do knows how to properly pronounce Spanish hopada. Exactly. Just yeah. starts squirting. <laughs> that was always my biggest pet peeve slash, like, joke that I loved on King of the Hill where I think both Boomhauer and Lucky pronounce it Spanakopita. (laughs) 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 Fucking could not get enough of that game. You remember when like Peggy's giving someone advice on how to make guacamole on the phone and she's like it doesn't matter if your your avocados are hard. Life (laughs) is hard. (laughs) I love that the uh like most normal people who watch King of the Hill know nothing of this, but like again, in the internet post what I guess you would call like the afterlife of a show, like now the the current scuttlebutt is that like Peggy Hill was like a, a toxic character. Oh for fuck. I mean, but it's like I yeah, I mean I love this idea um that every character in a comedy has to be beyond reproach. Yeah, because we all know the essence of comedy is being a wonderful person. Yeah, exactly. It's like our you know, fucking family matters is spared because it's a dumb sitcom, but we could go into the fact that Urkel couldn't take a fucking hint. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, are we really going to get into a psychological profile of him versus <sighs> Stefan Urquell? You know, like, I mean, do we want to? Yeah, do we want to get into the A cab element of fucking yeah. family? Matters? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just let it be a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's nobody's like, did, saying did that Peggy's like, you yeah. Know. Did the shittiness of the character in a comedy make you laugh? Okay, then shut the fuck up. Like, it did its job, right? 
Ugh, so silly. Um, yeah, I guess those aren't the diehard fans that are quoting it to the depths that we are. I don't know. I just think that, like, you know, no matter how hard you try, there's always going to be somebody with a criticism or, you know, something that you should be ashamed of and you just have to weigh whether or not it's valid in that moment. Oh, yeah. Um, To give you the memes that brighten your day, Molly, you would be shocked how many threads I have to go through about, like, I was really disgusted with how Peggy got competitive with Bobby in this episode. Just shut the fuck up. I really appreciate all the self-righteous Reddit threads you've had to comb through to send me. You don't know my sacrifices, okay? I know, it's hard. Um... You know, it's also, I mean, Reddit's a funny place because, like, I mean, the internet's a funny place just in general because, like, the amount of crossover you see between things. It's like, you know, you're on some Reddit stack and it's like, here are my boobs and also King of the Hill. And it's like, these two things, I never thought of them together, but they go awesome together. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're describing my life. Like, <laughs> it's the same way that I like to go to Target. <laughs> well, to I painted from- Bobby Hill on my stomach and my pussy's the fruit pie. <laughs> Yeah, it's to borrow one from fucking Hank himself. I like, what is it? I like going to uh, buy my hammers and my pants at the same store. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy, I enjoy getting my King of the Hill memes and my fapping and my online dating done through one website. Okay. Right. I just, you know, I, I, I actually, I'm sure someone feels sorry for us for being able to quote it so liberally. And here I am feeling sorry for anyone who's watching King of the Hill looking for like positive relationship models. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the best thing? Like Dale Gribble raising the son that isn't his. You know, <laughs> you know Boomhauer's treatment of women is really tough. Very problematic. <laughs> this is my thesis. <laughs> Like, well, I guess the next time I hook up with a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. Whose <laughs> fucking last first name isn't known until the last episode. <laughs> Nor his profession. It's Cosmo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I love that episode. Cosmo Boomhauer. Cosmo Boomhauer. Yeah. And uh, he got the license plate ass man at one point. Yeah. And then Hank accidentally drove the car into a, what was it, a <laughs> reservoir? Yes. That is how that timeline works. We nailed it. Oh, man. Okay, so you went stag to this uh, Greek festival with I, uh, all I the did. shrieking women and the warm yogurt and lamb tangine. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just <laughs> busting out all my stereotypes with the gypsies and your accordions and whatever. <laughs> yeah, with Maria <laughs> Open Sky and herself. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. I'm so awful. So then what happened? Okay, so did you, um, well, first, what was it like? First, I awkwardly texted the half Greek girl that I was supposed to see in uh, New York, uh-huh. who's been not talking to me for like 10 or 11 days. And I was just like, I miss you. And now I'm going to a Greek festival because I don't have anything Greek in my life yeah. anymore. Aww. Um, you were like, yeah, I'm, I miss my Greek yogurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because you're not sitting on my face, I have to eat baklava. Hope you're yeah. happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I show up, and I'll be honest, like, there are so many chunks of Baltimore. Like, as I, I was telling Eva earlier, I don't know how many times I can go to that city and fall in love with it and not ultimately be like, why the fuck am I not living here? You know what I mean? 
Like I park right next to whatever their Greek church was, St. Nicholas, and it's got all the, the fucking stained glass icons and all that Eastern Orthodox shit all over it. But I'm like, oh, it's a cool looking building, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're walking past the row homes, like a block to the little fairground or wherever this was. And there's like Greek flags hanging out of people's houses and shit. And like, I don't, I, I didn't feel much for my Greekness for like the longest time in my life. I genuinely, it was something I ran from. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, felt this with your Hebaruness, but for like the longest time, I was like, I don't want to be the fucking other. I just want to be some dumb white guy drinking cola and eating burgers. You know what I mean? Mm. But as I get older, I'm like, yeah, fuck white people. Fuck everyone. You know, like, just be what you're going to be. Like, I, I mean, if it's any consolation, you are still very white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, well, as to borrow one from Stern describing stuttering John Melendez, you're off white. Like, that's that's how I view, like, a Greek and a Jew. Like, we're, we're white-ish, you know? Like, right. I just feel like, I feel like if we found ourselves in the midst of a, some sort of a clan meeting, you'd fare better than I would just on appearances. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, you're a lot pastier and fairer than me, but I yeah. am. But my nose enters a room five minutes before I do, so there is that element. You always ham up your fucking nose. Uh. Um, it's you know I have to pay for an extra bag of the airport. <laughs> I love how you portray yourself as F. Murray Abraham in the <laughs> fucking content of this podcast. Well, I mean, I can't compete with his pock marks, but maybe one day. Oh God. A girl can yeah, get, keep picking. <laughs> Just keep picking, as they said in Finding Nemo. Um, but yeah, okay. So you you ran from your Greekness, and now you're embracing it more. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll admit, like originally in the course of trying to get with this broad, probably, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's an interesting thing. It's like it's so weird, especially given my dad was legit Greek and my mom's dad was Greek and my mom's mom's parents were Greek. So like, I don't go back many generations like whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it pretty quickly all goes back to Greece for me. So I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a fucking interesting aspect of my shit that I'm slightly more intrigued by. But also if you're like, Hey, uh, change your name to like John Smith and you can get like a comedy central special tomorrow. I'd be like, yep, let's do this. Do you need me to shit on? (laughs) You'll be on that stage with the giant Smith block letters behind you. Yeah. Yeah. My father, Vasilio Smith (laughs) came to this country. Oops. I mean, was born here. (laughs) Uh, yeah, like, I'd take a dump on the Greek flag tomorrow, but right. since that doesn't... That's very me. John Waters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he should have been there. Shame on him. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I just poked around. I was fucking trying to chase the hot Greek chick dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, anything here? Answer being no, by the way. <laughs> See, I was surprised that she was so, like, it because you were planning to come here, and then you got COVID, and you decided not to come. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really dodged a bullet. Hope he lives. Um, yeah. But um, I would have thought that she would have been grateful for your making a responsible decision and just have been like, oh, that's a bummer, but, you know, you should come up some other time. I... <sighs> So I think it was like a multi-pronged thing. First of all, she had like maybe one of the worst backgrounds I've ever heard of. You know what I mean? In terms of abandonment and all that kind of shit. Mm. Then the guy before me ghosted her and then said like I had COVID and blamed it on that. And, you know, like, we both kind of laughed about that because I was like, what? Like, you can't text and FaceTime while you got COVID, which, you know, I was doing. Hold on. I have to promptly 
lock my fat cat in a room. Oh, and she is caught on to that game. The instant I came out, she ran like a fucking jackalope in the pot belly. All right. Uh, and now she's got a chafed stomach from <laughs> yeah yeah that was like the world's fattest impala uh, <laughs> but still trying to make a go about pacing a lion good for you roxy um so yeah uh, there was all that and i think what got her was me taking like the second weekend off because pretty much it was like okay look we'll we'll skip the one weekend we'll regroup for the second weekend but like shocker it's fucking covid yeah, you know, I mean, you don't really have any control over when a virus is going to leave your body. Yeah, like, so I'm still feeling fairly rough Monday, Tuesday, happy days. And, uh, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, COVID days. <laughs> I, I sound like uh, the, the woman Apollonia that Michael married in Italy. Monday, Tuesday, Friday. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm still feeling rough, and of course I live with this old shrew of a mother, who's uh, I think her dumbass managed to get both COVID and the flu. Um, and... She always had to show you up. Oh yeah, yeah. you think you know suffering? I'll show you suffering. <laughs> well, I think I said this in the last episode. Like this dummy was so cavalier around my covid ass like i'm isolating my room and i would get up to take a leak and come back and find her rearranging stuff and i'm like what the fuck are you doing in here <laughs> she's just like i'm just smelling your used tissues yeah, i miss your essence yeah. uh, it, it, like she did not care and then the instant she gets sick, she's like, this is horrible. This thing you've done to me. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. I raise you and feed you and take care of you. And so, this is how you repay me. I was so furious, Molly. Oh, I was so pissed. And also, I had to pay the price of her talking about anything sexual, which I, I don't know if you're... Oh, so at one point when I was like conveying that I wanted to go up, that weekend to see the broad she's like are you so hot to go to bed with this woman that you risk and i was just like uh like i could not stop wanting to vomit like my mom was like i don't know if she's asexual or what the fuck but like to hear her describe sex i don't know it sounds like but even your mom describing sex is saying go to bed go to bed yeah are you so lustful after this <laughs> that you want to that you will lie with her. her. Yeah, yeah, she sounds like Leviticus. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's also just like, yeah, mom, I'm sorry, I'm 40 years old and I fuck sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Sorry that your precious baby boy wants to get his cock sucked while I still got a sniffle. Right, you, yeah. you know, it just it's like the the hierarchy, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs with her is just a giant base of like guilt and safety and and doing nothing and then i guess like a little speck on top that's like going to bed with someone (laughs) i just i i love the um you know the uh martyr parent mixed signals that they send where it's like i just want you to be happy i want to see you settled and then it's like what do you mean you're leaving what do you mean you're okay fine you go and be happy bastard oh my god (laughs) selfish piece of shit oh my god maria no one's ever good enough for my boys who i don't think are very good papa (laughs) Giorgio summed up in a line (laughs) Oh, 
you know what your problem is. You're all terrible, but no one's good enough for my boys. Pretty much. Pretty um, fucking much. Yeah. Okay, so, so wait, were you testing negative at this point and you wanted to go up and she was still mad or what was happening? I mean, Thursday I took a test and I still had like a very, very faint line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you were like, yeah. surely by the time I get there, this line will be gone in my dick. Yeah, she'll, she'll <laughs> suck the rest of the venom out of me, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but also on top of that, like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's not, I was going to have to do all the work, both sexually and the drive up. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's not a fun drive. I When I saw you, what, like a month ago, like yeah. I was sick-ish for a couple days after that. Because it's like, cool, you know, with traffic, I'm driving five hours one way. I'm driving around the city, which is not the most car friendly. And I go on the New York subreddit and it's all like, death to king car. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck <laughs> you. Some of us want to go to goddamn Little Italy and buy 60 pounds of cookies, put them in the trunk and head home. Eat my <laughs> shit, you know? Right. Um. And then driving back, it it takes a lot out of you. And it's like when you're right recovering from something, like, ah, fucking, I don't want to throw that on the fire. And then on top of everything, to to dive back into my fat assery, like, <laughs> a big part of New York to me is eating a bunch of, like, edible Italian food, which we don't have in abundance down here, and just decent food in general. And I was still unable to taste a fucking thing. Oh, God. So, like, that literally came back, I want to say, Sunday night or something <laughs> like that, just kind of out of nowhere. And also, I couldn't smell if I smelled. And you'd be shocked at how often, at least I, forget to put on deodorant and have to do the pit check. <laughs> and so I was having to do, like, the Mary Catherine Gallagher, like, shove my fucking hands in my pits, feel if they're moist. <laughs> kind of thing. To detect if I'd put on deodorant for the day or not. So I was just like, you know what? Is one more week I'm going to kill it? And the answer was yes, but not through any fault of my own. Well, I think that if, you know, I I get the COVID element and the ghosting with the other person, but clearly you weren't ghosting because you were probably, if I know you, you were within your anxious attachment style, you were probably attempting to FaceTime her like five times a day. Conservatively. 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 So, like, you know, this is clearly not someone who's trying to ghost you. Um, Maybe maybe she was scared by how quickly things were progressing. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you know, the the three-week anniversary gift is COVID, you know? Like, oh. Uh, Whatever. Well, there's lots of other um, Greek short improv fish in the sea, I guess. You, um, I mean, there's you, 7 billion people out there. There has to be another one. I like how the the weight of that lie crushed <laughs> your statement before you could even finish it. You were like, <laughs> short, Greek, giant, tits, funny, okay, there's not many. <laughs> it's like my brain is trying to, like, AI word salad together <laughs> something reassuring, even though I'm just, I'm, I'm emotionally disassociated from my entire existence and every relationship I have. Tits, <laughs> Ronald Reagan, butter churn. <laughs> Do you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, yeah, so no, I, I, I looked around and scoped out the greek talent and it kind of reminded me of my childhood where like uh there there i'm not saying there aren't attractive greek women there are oh they're but, gorgeous but they have a lot of them have these very i like to call them like joker features you know like they're very exaggerated like giant mouths huge noses giant eyes kind of thing like 
you I need love to... him. Yeah, I, I mean, it's easy to see him in the dark, I guess, you know? It, like... Sounds like, it sounds like, I mean, this whole festival to me, I'm envisioning you wandering through this, like, insane landscape with all these women with, like, giant eyes and some sort of, like, Hunter S. Thompson fear and loathing state. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to find bats flying out of someone's pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking, um, you know, Oh, it's a that dessert with the nuts, and you're like, that's any dessert. Oh, baklava. Um, yeah, the baklava just like is trying to eat you. <laughs> yeah, that's cake a la skeet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the nuts. Uh, they did. They did have ice cream with baklava on top, which I almost partook of, but I had literally just eaten with Mike, so I couldn't even like, you know, fuck. I mean, I'm gaining weight between the two weeks out of the gym for COVID, and now I can't lift because of injuries incurred in a fight. Which yes time. so now okay well, let's hear about the fight because that was insane yeah uh i don't know how much detail i can go into under the advice of my lawyer friend oh, God. uh but uh wednesday night i and an improv buddy dan stopped a domestic violence incident that uh crazy spilled into our lives I mean, first off, uh, that's amazing. Congratulations. You're a, a hero. Um, but also, like, yeah, you got your face walloped. So what happened? Was This was in public, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I There's an area right under D.C. called Old Town Alexandria. And it's, like, mm-hmm. very fucking hoity-toity. And... It's got like this little, the metaphor I've been using as I tell the story over and over, a little like skunk stripe, literally one block wide and maybe like 10 blocks long of what looks like very like kind of section 80 Mm -hmm. housing. And otherwise this place is like, I can barely afford to park there. Level expensive. You know what I mean? Like just the hoidiest of the toities. Yeah. (laughs) So... I drive up. <laughs> you park your car and it gets towed for being too deadbeat looking. Yeah, they're just like, oh, you can only park with a 2018 or newer. <laughs> Get the yeah. fuck out with your 04 Prius shit box. <laughs> um, so I drive up one side of the skunk stripe when I go to this improv practice and I park and I walk through the one block of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend's condo where we practice is on the other side. And, you know, being the the good little liberal slash brave boy, however you want to characterize how I rationalize this. But I'm just like, you know what? It looks rife, but whatever. People live here. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I've marched through it many a time without incident. So improv practice wraps up and my buddy Dan is like waiting for a ride share. He's like eight minutes away. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a day like I've already done like I want to say legitimately 200 miles of driving for various jobs and I've been working if you want to count improv as work and I do because no one wants it. <laughs> uh, I just hit about 12, 13 hours on my day and oh. it was probably like my third 12 slash 13 hour day. Like when it rains, it pours with my mm-hmm. business, but I'm like, fuck it, Dan, let me give you a ride home, man. It's like, all right, cool. And You're we're... liberal with the rides home and then you begrudge everyone for like taking your ride home. All the evil that befalls me giving improv people rides home. Yeah. yeah. And Mickey, I think, also lives in Old Town. So, yeah, I drive Mickey home, total my car, and now I drive Dan home and almost lose my phone. Uh, so, uh, I guess, like, the the details of the fight 
mm-hmm. or whatever we're going to characterize it or what I kind of have to tiptoe around a little bit. But uh, pretty much out of a one of these row houses runs a woman whose face has been just obliterated. Oh, my God. Like, she's just in her pants and her bra. And I definitely did look in that department. Whatever. Fuck you. Don't judge me. I'm a hero. <laughs> You're like, I could be a hero and a creep at the same time. Yeah. But, I mean, she's, like, smeared in her own blood. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it. I'm not being hyperbolic here. It made, like, the Rihanna Chris Brown photo look like a prom pic. Oh like, God. she was, I'm like, how are you even seeing right now? And, like, just blood everywhere. Yeah, And she's just like, call the cops. He's going to kill me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, all right. Uh, I'm still fresh in my improv mentality. And I'm like, You're oh, like, yes, yes and. <laughs> yes, yes, and we'll order a pizza afterward. So, nice drugs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, my compliments to the surgeon. I can tell they're fake, but you didn't go too big. Uh, okay, so did you, so you called the cops? So I pull out my phone mm-hmm. and I dial 911. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is this is happening. Yeah. And then out of the house comes this shirtless, very high on something from what I was told later and yeah. from my interactions with him, dude. Yeah. And he starts screaming pretty much to the effect of like, bitch, get back in the house, things of this nature. Yeah. And uh, then I think he's like, don't fucking call the cops to me. And I have aged into having my dad's insane, I don't fucking care kind of attitude because like I was, you know, my mom did her best to raise me like a veal, Mm -hmm. um, to (laughs) borrow another hard sternism. Yeah. Um, But he said that and I believe I really, I just said something to the effect of motherfuck you or something like that. Like I'm calling the fucking cops. And so like, I uh, I think when you met me, I was wearing my new like Target brand Daisy Duke boy boy whore shorts, right? Like the the pockets don't have a lot of room. I think there's a pocket only the on one ass. Come down two. below the short hem. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, the cutoffs, exactly. like the boom hour cutoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm walking, and I literally have like my phone in one hand, my wallet, and my keys in the other. Mm-hmm. And this guy, like, starts attacking me, trying to get my phone. Yeah. And at this point, like, I'm not taking it so seriously, because kind of, you're you're trying to crunch the numbers on the fly in your head, you know, mm-hmm. but you're like, I don't really care to escalate this, and I kind of, if I recall, like, shove him down, or throw him down, and I still got my hand full of shit, because I'm like, I don't want my wallet going missing, can't lose my car keys, and I gotta stay on the phone to dial 911. And of course, 911 is taking its sweet fucking time answering. And it's like, please wait for our next operator. Right. And I'm listening to this. And then uh, my buddy Dan, I think, tries to stand in the middle of us. And I believe he gets like cold cocked by this guy. Oh, wow. And Dan's not a small dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Dan. He looks dorky. I think he'd be the first to admit he kind of looks dorky, but he's like six foot two or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um. To borrow one from Mac and Always Sunny, I had done an ocular pat down of the perp. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see like a knife or a gun on him. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, you're just kind of like, um, it's, it's amazing how in a very irrational place, we still try to map like a rational world on top of it. So this mm-hmm. guy had broken into his ex-girlfriend's house. 
is waiting for her. She gets home and he's beaten her pretty much to death. Oh my God. But I'm still of this frame of mind. Like maybe if I just push him away a bit, he'll walk <laughs> back in the house and let me fucking calmly, calmly call the cops. You know what I mean? But like yeah. uh, the guy who broke into his ex-girlfriend's house and beat the shit out of her, mm-hmm. not the most rational chap. Right. Yeah. The potentially high on PCP guy is not always the most reasonable. Yeah, exactly. So I walk away. I'm trying to like de-escalate things because again, in the back of my head, I'm just like, yeah, this guy could go in the house and get a knife or a gun and I'm just going to die here. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm just getting into all the details. I'm sorry, Howard, you can suck my dick, my, <laughs> my lawyer buddy. Like, um, but like, I'll just, uh, I think this is the part he doesn't want me to get into the details about. But long story short, <laughs> okay, I, we're, we tussle a couple more times. Uh, the injuries that you saw, I think I got hit in the face, but I don't remember that part. Oh. Um, but I definitely had something on my face. I don't right. really, I, I'm guessing it came from a struggle. Because like, at a certain point, I have to put down my wallet and my keys and try to like one-handed fight this guy because at this point the operator has answered but i really don't even know the address of where we are right um and at a certain point like i throw him to the ground like and that's where my injuries came from like taking him to the ground um and like my my knees are all scabbed up one of my elbows is scabbed up because like I had him on the ground and I I won't really get into the details of that. I like it to keep it murky because it sounds like maybe we kissed, uh, you know, but eventually he walks away like 10 yards or something, I guess, because like, I'm trying to remember the timeline pretty much at this point. I think Dan was able to start calling while I'm kind of tango, you know, wrestling with the dude but my timeline's pretty shaky because like i'm fighting a guy i met five seconds ago you know like right yeah um that's fucking insane yeah so okay yeah without going into any of the details that might fuck up your potential court case oh you yeah, basically like, like you save this charges? woman from getting her i mean well i mean she was already fucked up but you prevented this guy from what a fucking asshole well i will you know what I am going to quote the countless neighbors that came up to me and said, you saved a life tonight. You saved a life. So this is the, this should be the title of the episode. You saved a life tonight. And the best part, the best part was uh, Dan left pretty quickly and I don't blame him, but I was all the heroes glory. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I, it was great because the first guy that came up, he's like, Oh man, you can't be beating on a woman like that. I mean, you know, when I was younger, yeah, I beat on a woman a bit, but oh I'm like, God, I'm no. like oh, Jesus, no. And he's like, but you know, just like some scratches or something. Never like the fist. You know, not like, like that. Yeah, and I felt like Barbara Walters with, uh, <laughs> what's this goddamn Sean Connery? When he's like, gosh, I have uh, an open palm struck a woman once or twice. What of it, Barbara? Yeah. Um, you know, there's an appropriate amount of hitting a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but he was, you know, that guy was nice enough and invited me out for drinks later. And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to, like, find my phone. Which, by the way, my phone had gotten, like, chucked by this fucker or grabbed by him at some point in the scrum. Mm-hmm. So, on top of everything, because really, if I had my phone, I would have been like, all right, you got my statement, cool, bye. Right. But 
I, my phone, um, and this is always how it works, right, Molly? Like, normally my phone is always at like 80%, 60% or some shit. It must have been at like 12% or something when this goes down. Right. So, of course, I'm like, cool. The one time it needs to have battery power so I could maybe like find my iPhone or some shit, it's probably already fucking dead. Great. Right. Um, but didn't you also say that, like, you're doing the find my iPhone thing, and it's like, we're going to send a two-step verification code to your iPhone. And oh, it's my like, God. Thanks. So here, if you want the nightmare of this evening, this probably went down at, like, 840 or something. I The cops are there real fast after the call. I will give them that. And, right. you know, they're making sure she's safe. They're getting the fire department there, the paramedics, to help her out. That's um, good. And, yeah, one of the cops, uh, I think, let me find his name. Give him Officer Winkler. That's right, because we were making Henry Winkler. Hey! Officer Joseph Winkler, the fucking man. Nice Uh fucking dude. Um, He gives me his old ass, like, iPhone 4 or some shit. (laughs) And he's like, why don't you try to find my iPhone with this? And I was like, fucking A. You are are the man, dude. Thank you. Here's a man, Henry Winkler. Yeah. So I'm like, I type in my info, and on the next screen, it's like, you need to two-factor authentication. We have sent a two-factor authentication code to all of your devices. And I'm like, you mean like the fucking device I'm looking for, you fucking idiot, Steve Jobs? Thanks, you piece of shit. (laughs) They think you're Mr. Fancy Pants with more than one device. So then, yeah, exactly. So then (laughs) I have to call my mom using officer winkler's phone Mm -hmm. and i'm like mom listen to me carefully (laughs) because she's not a mac person and i'm like i'm going to have to guide her through opening a mac and like you're like so it has a little groove that you (laughs) you unfold it sort of like if you were opening a sandwich so (laughs) So I don't even know how this yeah, those little sandwich groups. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I said sandwich. Not literally anything sounds else. Sounds like a open. bossa nova hit of the late 60s. <laughs> uh, little sandwich groove by Tito yeah. Puente. Um, <laughs> um, so sh- I'm like, I, it, I'm like, mom, it might have been sent as a message. Just, And I'm trying to remember what the message tile looks like. And I've got COVID brain and I've been fucking working 13 hours, three days in a row. And I was just in a fight. And I'm like, I think it's like a green icon and she finds it and she eventually figures out how to click on it. And I'm like, what are the messages? And of course, like the top message is a woman who's like, oh, I miss you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope, stop reading right fucking Here's a now. little picture, something to keep you yeah. warm during and your improv class. Yeah, and then she's like, next message. And it's like, just other awkward shit. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather lose the fucking phone than this. <laughs> so eventually, I'm like, okay, 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 I'll call you later. Eventually, I hit back. I try it again. And this time, it's like, look, just put in the password and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. And then I guess his phone was so fucking old that maybe it couldn't find my phone. And it was just like, yeah, this phone isn't registering. It's dead. And I'm like, oh, great. So I guess my, my shit got killed in the melee. Right. Um, so I'm again sitting there for a long time, like figuring maybe like after they've secured the area, because by the way, they think he's in the house. Oh God. And of course the, the telephone game that takes place 
one of the neighbors is like, oh, I think I heard shots through my wall. So they're like, okay, maybe he's armed. So we have to wait 45 minutes for like a sergeant to arrive on the scene. Oh my God. And then like, you know, just another day in the office for Officer Winkler, he grabs like a legit like assault rifle with a riot shield and then like a shepherd comes in and other guys are blocking the back. And of course, like I was like, hey, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he just like walked away right after the fight. Like, you know. I'm not saying I don't want to judge this guy's life path, but I'm not going to go with like fine upstanding citizen. So like, you know, getting high on whatever, beating the shit out of your girlfriend, tangling with two fucking guys, stealing their phone. (laughs) And then you just saunter away because that's a day at the office for this guy. You know what I mean? Like he just fucking walks away like bender at the end of breakfast club. Um, (laughs) Oh Jesus. Uh, Yeah. So I'm like naively thinking, maybe they'll help me look for my phone. Oh, by the way, uh, I reach into my car, dig out my flashlight. It's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, because why not? <laughs> the fla- the, the, the cop just dies on you when you need it most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Including my limp cock. Yeah. Um, one of the officers, I forgot his name, was nice enough. He's like, yeah, just take my fucking flashlight. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile all the neighbors are talking to me by the end you know one hour in because i want to say i was on site 90 minutes or so total by the end of it they're like oh man i heard he like pulled a gun on the cops and shit i'm like no no he was just beating his ex-girlfriend and then he fought me and a dude mm-hmm. and then they're laughing at me because they're like one guy's squeezing my arms he's like man you got all these muscles and you didn't beat this motherfucker when you had him down and I'm like, I was trying to de-escalate. And he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, that's some white boy shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ah, a white boy. Funny. And yeah. like, we just all start laughing. And eventually, uh, one of the neighbors is sitting around. And I'm not, I'm not saying this for comedic effect, but pulls out a Newport 100. And I'm just like, uh, ma'am, I'm going to need one of those. Like, right <laughs> I'm going to need a cigarette that tastes like mouthwash to rid yeah. my... <laughs> covid brain of this memory oh my god and uh the elements and much like uh khan telling the story of the buddhist with the strawberry trap between the two tigers that was the greatest menthol i ever smoked um oh man eventually i find my way back home Mm -hmm. and i'm not again not saying this is a goof where i really start to lose my mind on this night Mm -hmm. is tweeting verizon who are telling me I'm somehow on the hook. Like I traded in a phone and they were like, look, you can either pay off the remaining 200 now or split it up over X amount of months. And I was like, okay, who gives a shit? Like split it up. You know, like if it's no penalty, what do I care? I have $200, but if I could not pay $200, yes, I'll ride inflation and, (laughs) you know, like, like enjoy getting my fucking $200. That will be worth 160 by the time this all ends. Right. But Apparently, if you're trying to pay it off early after opting to not do that, they're like, well, you would owe $800 on your current phone. And I'm like, get the fuck out coming in. Oh, those sly boots. And then you need to buy a new phone. I'm like, did you miss the part where someone stole my phone violently and I possibly saved a life tonight? And they didn't really give much of a shit. They don't really. Capitalism doesn't care if you save lives. Yeah, exactly. So I pretty much dick off until two in the morning motherfucking verizon on twitter 
because yeah. I'm like, at least there's one thing I'm in control of tonight, and it's being a cranky little Twitter twat. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all any of us have nowadays, isn't it? Oh, it really is. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm going to get on Twitter, and I'm going to be so cranky and passive-aggressive about this. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. Yeah. So, uh, I out of frustration and boredom and i mean i'm completely forcing with adrenaline still you know like you're not calming fuck i take a long time going to bed after an improv show you really think after a fucking street fight that i'm you know ready to roll over and go to bed with that woman i am not molly i am not so two in the morning i do find my iphone Mm -hmm. and somehow this little fucker pings and it's like right at the scene of the crime still Oh, shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I had messaged my buddy Anne using Apple Chat because I was like, hey, guys, like, like I can't text anymore because my phone got stolen. But those who are part of the, the Appleverse can tell you, you can still, like, Mac chat people, you know, iChat people from, like, your MacBook or your fucking iPad or whatever yeah. the fuck. So I hit up a friend. He was like, always down for an adventure. Good old Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking no improv training, but yes, Ann's the shit out of life. She's a godsend. <laughs> yes, Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, but I love it. Sorry. And uh, she gets woken up by a driving rainstorm because, you know, why wouldn't there be a monsoon on top of my phone? You know what I mean? God and... was weeping for you and the loss <laughs> of your cell phone. <laughs> so she gets woken up by this at like two 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, this is a bit of an ask. My phone probably has like one, two, 3% battery left. Right. Once it dies, someone can grab it. It's gone. Uh, nothing against the officers that I was just singing the praises of. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to send out the canine unit a second time to sniff for my fucking iPhone. No. So <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is on fucking me. Can you help me? And to her credit, she's like, I'll be there. Because mm-hmm. I probably would not have just driven there for the fuck of it. Mm-hmm. And we drive again to this rather dicey housing area. And at 3.30 something, almost 4 in the morning, mind you, oh, and just for a fact, like just for, if you want to know the level of exhaustion I've got, this place is about 40 minutes from my house, uh, my house Molly, this mm-hmm. is the fourth time I've driven there today. Oh, wow. Okay. I, dro- I drove there for a job. Then mm-hmm. I drove to the other side of D.C. for another job. I drive back to that job site, get a lockout call next to my house, which is mm-hmm. a, in traffic time an hour away. Get greedy. Take that job. Drive an hour. Drive an hour back to this. Do <laughs> some more work. Then go to improv. Get in the fight. Go home. And I'm driving there a fourth time. Because yeah. fuck me. I'm exhausted just hearing about it. <laughs> I, I shit you not, it was over, I think at the end of the day, it was something like 270 miles I'd driven or something, which isn't much when you're just doing a road trip, but like randomly for the course of a day, you're just like, fuck, really? Where's, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, and we just look for like 30 minutes and I'll give it up to a brightly colored phone case. <laughs> this fucking thing he must have grabbed it and like thrown it later or some shit we find it at one percent battery nice like if you want drama the little fucker was like a sea hair away from dying and at that point i'm just like i can finally possibly put this shit 
behind me. Oh, imagine oh. you finding it and cradling it, and like it's almost dead, and giving you its dying words. I'm, or... I am breathing, yeah, the breath of life into it. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was a magical thing. Nice. Um, I cared for that phone a lot more than Rose cared for Jack. The end of Titanic. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Like I fucking that little fucker got nursed back to health. I didn't push it into any hellish icy depths. <laughs> right. Um. But nice. yeah, that should be Verizon's motto. Our customer service is so bad that our customers, fresh from a fel- <laughs> being inflicted with a felony assault and felony theft, are going into the hood at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> to find our products. So you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Verizon. It isn't a happy ending. You suck ass, and I'm lazy, so I'm going to stick with you, but I fucking hate you. This is a very long slogan. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't Maybe roll off the tongue. Verizon, we let our phones die like Jack at the end of Titanic. <laughs> Lost at the bottom of the Atlantic forever. And I will end the pod by just telling you how uh, very blase blah a lot of medical field personnel seem to be regarding HIV infection. Oh, wow. Um, because I had multiple big open wounds all over my body mm-hmm. and the blood of multiple people all over my mm-hmm. body. I think right. the lady's blood was on me a bit and the perp's blood was on me, I think. And certainly my buddy's blood was on me because <laughs> he had his lip busted <laughs> open, getting punched and his lip cut themselves on his teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was blood bukkake. And, and, I, and they didn't test you. Well, I walk up to the, uh, the you know the fire department at first while they're mm-hmm. treating the, the woman because they they had wrapped up with her and they're like hey um did you need anything and i was like well no i don't think my wounds are particularly deep but i'm like you know there's a lot of blood on me that ain't mine and like in these wounds and stuff like what do i do for possible hiv exposure that kind of stuff and they're like well, the one that we really well actually i take that back the fireman is just like well your odds of exposure are low and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's not zero. Like, <laughs> like, you know, so again, what can I do? He's like, I don't know, man, like go to the ER or some shit. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck this. Because in the back of my head, because uh, God knows why I know this, but I do. I'm like, I remember um, that if you've been exposed to that stuff, you've got like a 72 hour window to get on like a course of antivirals. Pretty much you take prep. Like, anyone who's cruising the bars and taking loads in the bump, like, you get put on a course of prep. And it would stop you from getting the heavy if you've been exposed to it. So the next day, I go to the, the regular walk-in clinic at my place. And they're just like, well, the one that we're really worried about is hepatitis, not HIV. Because well, it's so much fun. more communicable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I'm worried about the one that gives me AIDS. You fucking idiot. Like, and I I'm keep like, forgetting you're a medical professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. They're like, look. I mean, on. you know, they're going to test you for the one that they think that you're the most at risk of getting. And, and HIV, to be fair, it's like, I mean, yeah, you're at risk, but it's actually, it's it's harder to contract than, than a lot of people think. It is. And I'm 100% because, like, we grew up in that safe sex era. So I pretty much know all transmission rates for this shit. I know it's low, but I'm also like, hey... Uh, you know, so we can just make this not 
as horrible for me as it's probably already going to be. How right. do we just take the hiv off the table? And she's just like, test for everything. Yeah. And that was the other thing that cracked me up. They're like, well, we can test for everything to establish a baseline and then test you again in 30 days. And I'm like, oh, wonderful. Because so, it's not going to show up right away. Well, I'm also like, again, so we're just waiting for me to get this shit? Like, You're like, uh, I saved a life. I demand preemptive antivirals, even if I, I don't have anything. I'm you just, people are unprofessional. I, you, maybe I'm like, I'm a nut- firefighter, not a dog. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm being the nut- like, I don't know here. what you want from me. But I'm like, how about we just take the cancer be gone while I'm stage one instead of waiting to test me again when I'm stage four? And it's like, yep, you definitely have cancer. You know, like the mom from the room. Yep, it's definitely breast cancer. Yeah. And then we never hear of it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so long story short, she's finally like, well, okay, I'll put you on prep. And I'm like, okay, cool. Are there any side effects to it? Nope. I'm like, well, is it like prohibitively expensive or something? It's like, no, nah, the generic's like 20 bucks. I'm like, why did I have to fight to get a $20 pill? <laughs> what the They're probably fuck? used to most Americans not wanting to take anything medicinal or do anything that could potentially be preventative. I guess so. And it's so fun. If you want to tie this all into a cyclical bow, they're like, well, first we need to give you an HIV test mm-hmm. to establish if you have it or not. And I'm like, ha ha, thought I was getting laid two weeks ago. Have a fresh one. Prep me up, lady. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Nice. So that's (sighs) that's how it goes. Quite the saga. Yeah. So your boy's currently on prep. I'm glad. Nice. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're okay and you saved a life, and now you don't have to worry about the heavy for the foreseeable future. Just the happy. (laughs) There you go. The heavy and the happy. (laughs) (laughs) Worst comedy comedy duo duo ever. (laughs) (laughs) I heard Seth Green was making a show about the heavy and the happy. We can we can be heavy and hecky. Yeah. Uh, huh. Well, hecky, Molly hecky Lynn. Uh, sorry, it's I kept Molly you so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I kept you so long. No, that's fine. This was I'm um, you know this was quite the saga. So yeah, for everyone who's still listening, John's a hero and he's single. There's no, she was a freshly ghosted and HIV free. So. Yeah, exactly. My penis is 100% healthy, according to the tests. And yes, I'm uh, emotionally crushed. And he's crushed. a mensch who protects women. Absolutely. And <laughs> his go. phone. And his phone. And he has a phone. So there you go. <laughs> I still have an iPhone 13. Nice. Uh, yeah. Molly, anything you want to plug? Anything you've got uh, going on? I mean, I know you're doing some really cool stuff behind the scenes that I dare not say, but... Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, everyone's just I hear the mom from Carrie in my head all the time. who's just like, they're all going to laugh at you. So, oh, you know, whatever. she was talking about your dirty pillows. <laughs> I was talking about everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I self-published my my book the other night because no, no literary agent in their right mind would want to get behind it because it's literally 100 pages of intrusive thoughts. So where it's can out we get there. our hands on it? I think it's probably on Amazon. It's called Metanoia. And the subtitle is The Berenstein Bears. <laughs> and it's very weird. And I'm a monster, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, send uh, me that link. Text okay. you that link and I'll put that out there a lot. Oh, great. No, don't. It's, I'm an embarrassment to myself and my family. That's, that's the plug. <laughs>
Anyway, thanks for having me. Oh, um, Molly, come on. It's not a show you without you. You deserve a hero's praise. I do. And that's slang for a blowjob. A hero's a blowjob in a Spanakopita. A hero's <laughs> welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm at Papa's Basement. Find us on Patreon. Give us money that I just pocket. And in case my phone gets broken the next time I do a good deed. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess thanks for listening, everyone. And tell people to listen you know I, I think this is a great show i'm really proud of it i'm proud of molly and uh not eva with her ear oh. herpes but uh eva feel better from your ear boils soon. yeah feel better eve we'll have you next episode uh <laughs> all right let's uh, wrap it up let's wrap it up and cock it <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>